0: Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe
1: you are fallible and what you do matters.
0: This is episode 104. I am Justin.
1: And I am Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I am, I am alive and I have many things to be thankful for.
0: <sighs> That's good self-talk. <laughs> good self-talk. So, yeah, thank you to everyone out there listening. Uh, yes. It's been a crazy week at our house, I think. Yes. Would you say? Yes. Just life. Yeah. In the midst of this COVID thing, summertime, um, yeah, just life. So today we're talking about what?
1: How to win an argument
0: How to win an argument? I gave you all my notes from when we argue, right? <laughs> because I win every argument,
1: yep, and if you believe that, I got some property to sell you. <laughs> yeah
0: exactly, so, but it does talk we're really talking not just about winning an argument, we're talking about right how to approach it difficult talks
1: right, yeah. right, so you've on, had a lot of practice yeah, this week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let's pretend for just a moment that no one knows the reality that we're living in. Let's say that this is somebody listening to this podcast like 20 years in the future. Let me tell you about what life is like right now. (laughs) Life is very tense in most of the world right now, particularly in America. So some people are... Yeah, not just
0: America. Just, yeah, go ahead though
1: but that's the only place that I'm living. So it's right. the only place I can tell you for sure what it's like. Right. So um, on social media, people are arguing about wear a mask or don't wear a mask. People, siblings are arguing about how do we need to take care of our elderly parents to protect them from COVID. Right. We have racial tension and people are arguing about, you can say this, you can't say that. People are saying things about the police. We should defund the police. We shouldn't defund the police. It's like, I feel like everywhere we look, people are just arguing. Right. And there's just there's tension. And it, and so if you have to have a difficult conversation with someone, like that's hard on a on a good day, right? Yeah. But you imagine like right now, if you have the majority of the population whose fight or flight systems are activated because we're yeah. all living in this tense time, that having to have a difficult Conversation with somebody becomes like extraordinarily difficult, extraordinarily stressful, extraordinarily tense, right? Yeah. So I've had to have multiple <laughs> conversations this week with multiple people that fit into that difficult yeah. Conversation dealing, status, like
0: dealing with policy and implementation of the policy during COVID, right, and
1: right, one region's
0: doing this and one geographical place is this, and why do we have to do that? And I know it's not that they're bad people or that you're a bad person. Most Thanks. most of the time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but there's just lots of things at play. Right. So we're going to talk about some of these things.
1: Right. So. Um, my boss knew that I was having to have some of these conversations. <laughs>
0: he was looking out for you. <laughs>
1: he, he shot me an email. Maybe he was looking out for me. <laughs> so he he sent me an email. He was like, hey, I found this uh, hostage negotiator <laughs> article, and I thought you might like to read it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did appreciate it, and I thought it was so insightful that we should share this knowledge with you guys because right. – I think a lot of people could take advantage of this information. Yeah. So the first thing is, I just want to acknowledge that author of this article is Elizabeth Bernstein. And the title of the article is Worried About a Difficult Conversation, Here's Advice from a Hostage Negotiator. So she did an interview um, with an FBI negotiator and basically wrote the article based on the information that he shared. So we're going to walk you through the whole thing. So first... Before you even have that conversation, like, you know how you, I've heard this a lot, that the power of visualization, and I've heard that professional athletes will just envision, like, basketball players will envision themselves making these three-point shots, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you've got musicians who will envision themselves giving this grand performance, and how it. It it almost like preps the brain for success
0: mm-hmm. or failure
1: or failure. <laughs> right. Okay, so and that's the thing. Like if you in your mind are playing the conversation, and I've totally done this, guys. You're you're emotionally charged about something, and you start <laughs> imagining having the conversation with the person, right? And you're just like, oh, in my mind, I'm going to be like, oh, my 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 you know, and like you and, were
0: about ten minutes ago, I think. <laughs>
1: Thin ice, people. That's where Thin he's ice. living.
0: Yeah, Thin yeah. ice.
1: I'm just, yeah. Um, so envision it going well. Right. I think His, that's huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think the article is talking about if you're just having to deal maybe like with one time negotiations with a person you don't usually um, necessarily have to have hard conversations with. You know what I mean?
1: I know, but I think a lot of this fits, even if it's like a family member that you're continually I know. So butting heads that's, with.
0: That's what I'm saying. It. If you do have, like, a husband and wife, right. right, me winning the argument, hmm, what is the value of, you know what I mean, of doing that?
1: Is at a battle or a war? I,
0: exactly. <laughs> like, and so you, I think you have to put the context is really important, right. too. Like, right. what is, when you put in that end vision, like, what do you really picture in your mind?
1: Right. Like,
0: you're going to be what? You know, like, if I'm right. going to get an argument with you, like... Hmm, that's probably not even if I win, I don't win. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So that's important to bring to the table.
1: Right. But like in my mind, I pictured myself being calm, cool, and collected. Right. I pictured the other person being calm, cool, and collected, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So then the second step is just getting, we talk all the time about gratitude and working that gratitude muscle. Mm-hmm. So just getting to the place that you're in a grateful state of mind. Yeah. You know, even like, I'm grateful that I have this job and that I know these people because right. I work with incredible leaders right. in a large area. And I'm grateful to have the opportunity to meet them.
0: And I think that takes a lot of work to get to that grateful place. In our situation in, in life today with this... 2020 summer 2020 right like you have to work right or you have to make that part of your routine right but you can easily get knocked out of that routine (laughs) you know what I mean of being grateful right just turn on the news or click on Facebook or whatever and you're like I just want to hurt somebody
1: yeah it's a conscientious (laughs) choice to be in that grateful place of mind so then you have a goal and your goal is not what you might think it is so Win at all costs. I know, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to win this. I will win them over to my side and they will understand.
0: I will submit but, them jujitsu style.
1: <laughs> that is not actually the goal. So, this negotiator said that your goal is for the person you are having a conversation with to have an oxytocin hit in their brain.
0: <laughs> so, you hand them drugs. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> so, it's like, what? I was not expecting that. Right. Like there's some things I guessed he might say, but that was not one of them. So how... So what does that mean? Yeah. So oxytocin, you know, it's that feel good chemical that Mm -hmm. our brains produce. And it's like a bonding chemical. So like moms and newborns. When a mother looks at her newborn... So you breastfeed the person.
0: (laughs) Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Oh
1: my goodness. So you want them to get that. And how do they get that hit? It is... When they feel understood. Yeah. So when you acknowledge how they're feeling, how they're thinking, what their process is, and they hear that you are hearing and understanding them, when they use the word right, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you've said, I understand this is happening and this is happening and this is happening, and they say, right.
0: I say right a lot on our podcast. (laughs) I do. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so they're getting when when someone comes to the place where they're like, "Yes, you have heard me and you understand me." They get a little burst of oxytocin in their brain, right? And that's the goal because after that is a big shift,
0: right? And here's the deal: you have to be in a place of honoring and not being. I hate to use the word submissive because that's a loaded term, but you have to be honoring and and thoughtful when you go into that, to get them to a place where they say, yes, that's right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you go in, and a person can tell, and I think this is why it's important, if you're going in for like a one-time negotiation, you have no trust with that person. Mm. So you have to build it quickly. Yes. Yes. If you're going in with many, like this is multiple, like a a spouse or a kid you're dealing with encounter, you have to deal with all the times.
1: All the baggage.
0: (laughs) All the baggage, good or bad, you know? So
1: and. And he says that even coming into the conversation and saying something like, "I bet you think I'm a jerk right now,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the other person's like, "Right?
0: Yes, for sure." <laughs> that
1: you're still having that connection,
0: right? Of something. And I think even if you knew the person well, you could say, "I think you. I bet you think." If they're a thinker, I bet you feel. <laughs> if <laughs> I right. bet you know what I mean, you can even yeah. take that to the next level of if you know them well enough. Um, I'm acting like if they're a doer first. Right. I bet you think I'm acting like a jerk. Right. Speaking there to the next level of whatever. Mm, and so that's but good. I know it's good. But <laughs> you you can't manipulate. You know what I mean? Right. Because someone will quickly see. If it's your family, my kids can tell when I'm being sincere and when I'm being a jerk. Yes. You know what I mean? And I can't just say the right words. Right. Otherwise I'd win every argument with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it really and it's that same Stephen Covey principle of seek to be understand seek to understand before you seek to be understood. Right. So you're trying to really hear the person, acknowledge their feelings, and even finding some common ground.
0: Right. And that is so countercultural in our society today. I just don't see anyone doing that.
1: I know. It's
0: it's terrible. There was a, okay, so there was a wide receiver who plays for Philadelphia Eagles who made, who posted like some Hitler quotes that weren't really Hitler quotes and basically was very anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish. This week. And they were like, and so another wide receiver who plays for the Patriots, who I don't like the Patriots at all, but this guy is a Jewish background guy and he got all kinds of bonus points. He's like, hey, why don't we sit down and talk and go see the Holocaust Museum and talk over this? I was like, oh my goodness. Like the power... And just going, and he said, after that, you can take me to the, I forget what, the National African American Museum or something like that, cultural studies, someplace in DC after we go see the Holocaust and we can just sit and talk. That's what needs to happen in our society today. If people would just get to that point where they're just talking through stuff, like really sharing something like you're talking here, like being understood. Right. If you have that feeling of being understood and the oxytocin is flowing. Like, our country will, like, in six months, our country will turn around.
1: (laughs) Maybe I'll just mail this out to all the politicians. What do you think about that? (laughs) Good luck. So, do not, as you said, you were talking about, like, don't come in just trying to be manipulative. Right. Don't come in being sarcastic. Yeah. That doesn't work.
0: uh, Let me tell you. How long we have been married? (laughs) If I want to just shut things down, just... It took me a long time to realize that when we first married because sarcasm was my love language. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay.
1: Don't use the word but. I understand you think I'm being a jerk, but mm-hmm. I'm really right. Negates mm-hmm. everything that right. you just said. Right, right, right. And I thought this was interesting. Don't try to explain because really yeah. explaining is like a sugar-coated way of saying, I'm going to argue my side.
0: Right, and that goes to your... That puts you automatically in your, is your left side or right side of your brain. Put you in the wrong side of your brain. <laughs> whatever logic is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't want to go there. Right. Because every, everybody has 20,000 gatekeepers. Right. In that side of the brain. Yeah. With whatever the issue is. Right. You pick any topic and whoever opposes it, they've got 20,000 arguments. Right. And the other person has 20,000 arguments. Yeah. That's why apologetics never works. But anyway, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, and I love this question after you've understood what they're saying and you've had an opportunity to share some, then you ask them, how do we move forward? Mm-hmm. So we 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 hear and understand where they are. Right. We understand what we're looking for or what our objective is. Now, bringing it back to them, how do we move forward from here?
0: Because mm-hmm. that's a, a mutual project that way. Right. It's not I'm just telling you how this is. Right. It's a a project together.
1: Yes. And if you are, you know, depending upon the conversation, there's so many variables here. But if, like, you're in an authority position and, like, it's just your call, but you're trying to have this conversation or whatever, he suggests even apologizing before saying something negative because that very slight, just microseconds of time gives the other person a warning that they're able to process Something that I don't like is coming, and that little bit of preparation, however small, actually helps them receive it
0: better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would say, again, because you move them out of their logic side of the brain. You're dealing with the heart issues. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That that would be my thought behind that. But again, you can't do that if you're insincere. Right. Your kids and your wife will pick up on that. Sorry, kids. I hate to tell you this, (laughs) but you're going to have to do extra whatever chores right. or whatever you know what i mean right that right, term, right. that's the sarcasm you can't go a true apology versus sarcasm right even even with yeah
1: yeah so then one last point is that he said make sure whatever the very last thing is that said is positive because the last thing that said is going to be what makes an impression that lasts in the brain And so you want it to have a positive, and even if you didn't reach a conclusion, but there's the possibility that in the future you are going to reach a solution that everyone feels positive about.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So was he saying the last word needs to be positive about the situation or just positive in general? Did he make a distinction? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I think it was just positive in general.
0: Because I think that is important to realize, you know what, Uh, this topic A that we're talking about, you know, maybe we didn't, maybe there's some issues here, husband, wife, kids, whatever. Um, But if you can focus still on the humanity of them, of like what's next or something like I'll see you again on Tuesday or, you know, in a positive, positive way versus, right. This was terrible. I mean, how many meetings I've been in where it was like, well, we've got nothing done. This was terrible. It's like, what what, what what? are we doing I'm so in this?
1: motivated to come yeah, to the next meeting. Yeah, I know, meeting. exactly.
0: I, I've had multiple <laughs> meetings that way. So you don't yeah. want to leave that. You want to re energize the other aspects of their life. Right. That makes right. sense to me.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, even with the examples that I gave earlier of my conversations this week and being able, you know, just to, like, these are policies. I didn't create the policies, you know, they were decided by somebody far away but I'm here and we have to implement them, was realizing it's really not an argument. Like, Mm -hmm. really, I'm I'm wanting the same big goal of success that the other person is. So how can we work together to achieve the success that is really what both of us are seeking?
0: Yeah. Good.
1: All right. So I'm super curious how you could use this in your family, in your business, in your marriage, all kinds of different ways. If you use some of these techniques, I'd really like to hear it. I'm going to use them on you. Okay. Right. (laughs) All right. So I hope that this has been valuable. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us. Remember, you are valuable and what you do matters. We would love for you to connect with us on our website, lsfpodcast.com, on Facebook by searching for The Less Stressed Family, or on my Instagram account, Shauna Cherie Wood. Have a blessed day.
0: Thank you.